Let's knock this out of the park. All right, let's do it. No more jilly jabby. Three, two, one. Hi, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky, and I sound like I've already been practicing this. Please go. My God, uh, you you like surprise me each week with. I, I never know where it's gonna go. Like each week, I'm like, huh? Like there's a half second of every week when you go into this. There's a thought of, I wonder how he's gonna do this. Is he doing this? Is he really doing this? Like, like does he just go for it? Does is it just normal and uh, Well, see, I hate, I hate sounding scripted. I hate sound. I want to be off the cuff, and then I try too hard, and I sound like I've been ah. You you pull it off well. I, I'm I'm all, that's the reason. That's the thing. I pull see, it off. If, if if I didn't have that moment where I was like, oh, what's he gonna say? I was bored with it. But no, each week there's a moment of kind of surprised and how I respond. Well, let's talk about moment of surprises this week. Uh, Joss Wheaton announced he's leaving Batgirl. And, oh my gosh. Uh, okay. I'm not going into all the articles I read about this. But, one thing I do want to take away from this is probably the best thing <laughs> that Joss Wheaton said was, well, I realized I didn't have a story, so, <laughs> so I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Which inspired a lot of talk about Hollywood. I, you know, like you said, I, I don't want to discuss everything I've seen, but, but what blew me away is, is you know, there's, there's certain people, like we discussed, where, you know, those names are synonymous with the culture we love, with the stuff they've done. We kind of have an attachment to them. You know, Joss is one of those, you got J.J. Abrams. You got Joss Whedon. You got your Kevin Smith. You you have those people that those names when they're brought up, they're they're just hand in hand with the culture we enjoy, and we love. And you know we all thought DC's doing this thing. Well, we're not sure how they're going about it. And then they hire somebody like Joss, and we're like, maybe this can, maybe this will work. Maybe maybe this is the. The captain that needs to write the ship, you know. And then we get Justice League, and then you get this whole debate of, oh, is this the Zack Snyder side? Is this the Joss Whedon side? You you can't even be happy with, with what you have because then you're debating these directors, and then you have a movie that Joss is like, I'll take this. And, and for the moment... When Joss was announced, it seemed like everybody was on board. Like, everybody's like, sweet. This is the guy that did Buffy the right way. This is the guy that gave us, what, seven or eight seasons? Maybe even more of Buffy. And it was very enjoyable. And then something happened. A turn occurred somewhere. I don't know. And it got ugly. And I don't understand. I don't know how you get from there to there i just don't get it it's very confusing right and this and this news especially the way he left it you know in his statement i th i think joss is done I, I think he's like i'm not i'm tired of dealing with this i mean i don't know the guy personally but the way 
the way it was put in the story that's out there, I'm not sure that's 100% accurate. I think he was behind the scenes going, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I can't win. Uh, and, you well, know, I mean, the, guy, you, the you guys know. made some missteps. I, I, I agree with that. And Justice League not being his fault, I think it's I, I think it's just a confluence of, you know what, maybe I should be doing something else. Whether it's going to make another movie or making his, because, you know, those guys you just mentioned, guess what, they're all kind of indie guys. And they have an indie spirit and in this in when they get chewed up by the you know studio system a lot of them don't don't really care for it it's very true it just it, it bothers me when people that we we held in such high regard who doesn't didn't appear to do anything wrong other than do their job which was directing and now all of a sudden they they flip on them and make them out to be a bad guy. It, it just, oh, I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't get a lot of the stuff that goes on today. Yeah, well, I mean, I, hopefully this uh, this lemon fruits to be some lemonade. Maybe he'll come out and do his own thing. Maybe, who knows? Maybe he'll get back into the Firefly. I don't know. Just saying, dude. I, I thought about that. I thought about Firefly would be awesome. I, I want. I mean, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak that evil and it not happen. But you know, I want. Why not? Hey, you want to talk about simple? I would love to see a sequel to Doctor Horrible Sing Long Blog. <laughs> I forgot about Doctor Horrible. Oh my gosh! NPH man, he rocks. Uh, let's talk about something else down on the uh, uh, well on the WB side. Um, it looks like Speedy, who is who is not Speedy on the show, but Red Arrow is coming back to Arrow. Roy Harper is back. Um, Arrow is a show I have a love hate relationship with. It is the most, it's the most CW of the CW shows. I mean, even even Supergirl is a little less CW than than Arrow is. But don't get me wrong. I really, I love Stephen Amell. He's a great guy. My wife loves Stephen Amell just when he's on screen. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, the show, the show is full of pretty people, but, I mean, it's, it doesn't take itself that seriously. Felicity has my heart forever. Uh, um, Stephen Amell is great. I mean, his deadpan stuff he does on there is absolutely amazing. It's, it's, it's a fun show. I just need to catch back up with it. Uh, when the new, when the new season stuff drops on, um, Netflix, I will be, I will be deep diving on all the, this season of all those shows. Um, but, uh, now Sean, how much did you ever watch of Arrow? Any? Uh, season one up to the season finale and I never watched it. Okay. Well, there's there's some worth it stuff in there. Um, you know, up till this last season. Uh not the current not the current one. I think they're in season 5 maybe, but it's a season I got midway through season 4 and I just haven't went back for it. Um but I but I am. I I've seen some stuff on this season that I want to see. So I'll catch back up with it. Um that, that reminds just, me, it was probably oh, earlier this week, uh, on one of our streaming services, I was flipping through, and Smallville was on there. And Jax randomly says, oh, watch that, you know, because he likes the picture or whatever. And it was Smallville, and I was like, oh, buddy, you don't want to do this. You you don't want to watch this. And he's like, yes, I want to watch. I'm like, All right. And uh, let me tell you, I... 
I almost liked it. I watched that season one, episode one of Smallville. Oh, yeah, the like, corn-filled one and the, the, the meteorite and Lex with hair. I, I loved that show. I seriously did. For the first few years, I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. That's when you learn that uh, Lex Luthor has no soul. It's true. Uh, but since you brought it up, shortly before the show, we were talking about uh, related to Smallville, related to Arrow. I did not realize that on, on the sappy show that everybody's watching, This Is Us, um, I did not realize the dude who played, and I don't remember the actor's name, but I liked the guy. I really liked the guy on Smallville who played Oliver Queen. Uh, he is on that show. He's, he's one of the brothers. And... It was great to see him again. Love that guy. I forgot how much I loved that guy on Smallville. Yeah, uh, Oliver was, was a great was character, good. you know. And and we had discussed weeks before uh, where he got his start on a. Uh, they didn't pick up a pilot for Aquaman, and he was Aquaman. And mm-hmm. on the on the episode of This Is Us, I watched he made a Jason Momoa joke, and I was like, oh, I, I got it, I get it. <laughs> That's awesome. See, and I bet you there's a ton of people that have no idea what that reference was. Yeah, but that was, I thought it was cool. Um, now, something else I thought cool this week was we got a first picture of Zachary Levi um, in makeup for Shazam. And he yeah. looks good. It, it looked It looked way better than what I was expecting. Yeah, and uh, do you have any expectations for this movie? I mean, put put just aside a, that it's a DC movie. I mean, just an open mind. Uh, I mean, I I love the. I mean, let's say they did nothing but recreate the uh, Shazam animated movie. I would absolutely love that. That that's <laughs> a great movie. It's so much fun. You know, uh, I can't wait to see. You know, because because it's Zachary Levi. And the way Shazam is at first, you know what? What he's a, he's twelve. Billy Baston, yeah, yeah. Billy Baston's twelve. So Zachary Levi will be good at pulling off that. Holy crap! I'm a twelve year old with the abilities of. I'm stronger than Superman. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll be fun. Uh, I, I think. I think that's one kind of like Ragnarok. I, I think if you went into Shazam with a Ragnarok type feel, you would have a great movie. You know, and I, I don't. I I really would like fans of Shazam to reach out to us because my only experience with Shazam, and I don't regret it at all, but is Kingdom Come, which if if you've never read anything with those characters in it, that kind of cements some characters for you, and it's just it's just such a great story. And uh, Captain Marvel is such a huge part. Of, well, Shazam is such a huge part of it um, that uh, it's it's just one of those things like that iconic uh, that Batman armor out of that. And uh, Alex Ross is is totally to blame for that because that that is totally his art style and uh, his magic dust he puts all over that stuff, and I love it. But yeah, that's my only. I don't have any comics with Shazam in it other than that maybe some newer uh, Justice League stories or something that I that I was got when I was collecting and they did the first reboot around um, identity crisis and infinite crisis I, I have a bunch of new stuff when I did that but uh, yeah that's the only thing I got with him uh, I have very little with none <laughs> 
But also something else we were discussing before the podcast, and we were like, stop, stop, stop. Oh, the toy leak, yes. The toy leak, where we got to see Stormbreaker. Now, let's discuss. Now, Sean, what do you know about Stormbreaker? I know Stormbreaker is basically like Beta Ray Bill's Mjolnir, correct? Yes, um, uh, in the in the Beta Ray Bill story, of course, he he lifts Mjolnir and gets called to Asgard, thinking Odin, you know, just assumes he calls the hammer and whoever's holding it to uh, Asgard and gets uh, Beta Ray Bill. So mm-hmm. there's a fight ensues and they have a contest and they're he, they're both worthy. Odin says, you know, screw it, I'll make you a hammer too. <laughs> and he makes Stormbreaker. Well, um, so we see the toy. And some people say, oh, it must be, it has a wooden handle, and it has, and it has metal, uh, and it's, and it's the Stormbreaker, uh, a blade and, and hammer, uh, image. Some people say that it's Groot, part of Groot, maybe. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's part of Yggdrasil. Okay. The world tree. Okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, well, I mean, in the movies, of course, they he explains that Yggdrasil is actually the cosmos, can it, whatever. But I, I like to think that it's the actual. Like in the comics, they actually have the tree. That's where Doctor Doom made his base in uh, Secret War. Whenever he saved the universe. Oh yeah, he did, didn't he? I, I when you said that, I totally remembered it. Nice. Um. Um. But do you, do you, do you think? Uh, what what I was asking you before was, do you think Beta Ray Bill will be in this? I hope so. I mean, gosh dang it! If 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 they'd never said anything about it, if they just had his head on that stupid tower in uh, Thor Ragnarok and not said a damn thing about it, I would say no. But Kevin Feige specifically came out and said, no, 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 we're going to save him for something special whenever we have the right story to tell. Of course, we're going to see Beta Ray Bill in this movie. <laughs> you, 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 <laughs> I'm going yeah, to will yeah. that into existence. I want Beta well, Ray Bill in this movie. Man, I'm going to be... Now that you've went like this far, I'm like... If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be sad for you. Yeah, Gosh dang it, I want that horse-faced friggin' bad to-the-bone alien. I love that guy. Better Ray Bill was great. It'll be fun. I I can't wait to see Stormbreaker. It's going to be just... (sighs) Infinity War is... I don't don't think we're prepared for it. I I really don't. I'm hoping to go in and maybe my expectations are extremely high but i'm hoping to see more superheroes than i've ever seen on a single screen at a single time oh you oh i can and, guarantee and, you and that all no, of them no. are going we're i want to see an all-out battle like i want to see a comic book cover in action right in front of me look and, they've already said in three different places and i think by two different people there's going to be 68 characters 68. Maybe maybe even more. I don't think we have 68 characters we've currently seen. That's what I was uh, thinking the other day. Somebody was like, well, how many characters are going to be? I was like, 
I want to say I've heard like 60-something. I guarantee you. Have seen 60-something? Yeah, yeah, I guarantee you you're going to have a scene where there's just people swooping in. There's going to be a call or something. Doctor Strange does portals and go, I found some help, blah, blah, blah. And you're going to see friggin' alien. Do you think think it'll be the original Guardians? You'll see the Guardians of the, the original Guardians fly out of somewhere. You'll see a Beta Ray Bill flying in. You'll see somebody like the Silver Surfer that's not the Silver Surfer because that deal's not done yet. I mean, you're just going to see just just crap and everybody's going to be like Easter eggs are landing all over. People have to dodge them, you know. I mean, that's that's my that's my head going on with what's going to be in Infinity War, of course. It's probably not going to happen, but ah, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Now, now speaking of amazing stuff, I, we we all know you love Transformers. We all know this. Now that it has been announced that there's going to be a total reboot, a non-Michael Bay Transformers set of movies, I guess, is in the works. What are your expectations for this? What what my, direction would you? I mean, are you are you are, like, you, oh, are you asking my? My te- my my tempered expectation or my hope. Okay, let, let's let's go with a little bit of mix of both. You know, what do you wish would happen as opposed to what you believe will happen? You know, let's. Well, what I let, let's let's knock that out on the front end. What I believe will happen was there'll be a toned down Michael Bay version of stuff to come. Now, now, th- hopefully they will just reboot everything. Yes, I do expect that they will start. Well, let's let's do a more organized story stuff. We'll just soft reboot this, and everybody will know these characters, and they'll be fine. And and that's how I think it'll be. You'll get, and we've already seen from Toy Fair. Toy Fair happened this week, by the way. And uh, we've already seen some of the designs from the Bumblebee movie. It's a toned down. Michael Bay spiky junkyard alien robot. I mean, it's more more toward a G1 robot than it was before, which is a little better. It's still the goofy movie Bumblebee face, and possibly this may be the last. I, I don't know if it was this movie would be the last movie or this starts the re- soft reboot. I don't know. I hope at one point in the future when they decide what exactly what they're doing with these movies that we could possibly get a more G1 looking you know a humanoid robot doesn't have to look it's alien it needs to look alien <laughs> like no they're robots in disguise they could actually look like you know something else <laughs> yes something better uh, something better but grass is, is, grass is always greener don't get me wrong I, I understand that I just want something a little more recognizable. What What would you hope for? What would What would be your dream if they were to say, "This is the story we're going to tackle"? Where would that start? Um, I would like if I would hope that somebody would be brave enough to do a Transformers movie without humans in it. Um. Like a, and we I've talked about this before. Like a Transformers themed horror movie. There's a great story in the in the modern run of Transformers called um, Stormbringer. Uh, not not a single human in the story. It, it it takes part. It's mythology and 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 history 
in Transformers and a bit of horror element to it. Um, really like that. I, I think if they were brave enough to put that foot forward, it, I think it could work in the right hands. Um, but that's that's hope beyond hope. So, I mean, they're, they're always going to... The studio system I don't think will ever get away from. Oh, well, they, they need a, a, a human character to tie the audience to the blah, blah, blah. And, and instead of going, oh, well, why don't we make one of the robots relatable <laughs> or all of the robots relatable like the current run of the IDW comics, which is absolutely amazing. But anyway, that that's where I'd take it. That'd be awesome. Now, you mentioned that Toy Fair happened this week. I, I've been busy. I haven't honestly checked on anything. Is there anything that you heard about that stood out to you? Well, I was mostly concerned with the new Transformers stuff. I did learn uh, that Sectars. Okay. Uh, if you remember those toys, the bug theme humanoid uh, right. people uh, had a Kickstarter that was successful, and we're going to get some Sectars toys, which is interesting. Um, you know, Hasbro currently has the uh, Visionaries comic up and running, and that's, that's around the same time as those, you know... Uh, uh, sectars and visionaries and supernaturals those were all like third tier toy lines in the 80s uh, you know that were trying to scramble for anything transformers and gi joe and my little pony hadn't hadn't uh, gotten right so uh that's that's kind of interesting um I, i'd say like a second tier toy from the 80s would be thundercats honestly thundercats was wasn't as popular as everything else but it was pretty good i mean we all watched thundercats yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, I, I was starting to, when you were mentioning different tiers of toys, I used to be like, I always wanted to find the third tier toy stuff because I liked having the unique toy. I liked being the only one, you know. Oh, yeah, one. like I had a great uh, Black Star. Uh, it, was a, it was a Beast Man looking, except for he was like more humanoid at the bottom. But like had okay. this huge lion head at the top, and they all came what? with this little green goblin, uh, rubbery figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look it up. What Black is this? Black Star. Yeah, here. Black let me pull. Oh, hold on. Hold on. I can do this. B L. No, no, no. You don't have to. It's fine. No, I, I, I got to do it now. I got to do it. <laughs> I'm here. Where you feed me a link? I can. No, no, no. Just Google Blackstar. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was like an orange... an orange. He had, like, orange uh, a loincloth and gauntlets, and he was this yellow-looking wolf guy. And all the Blackstar toys came with a small goblin or a or a little helpful troll. Like, the good guys came with this little cute-looking troll guy, and all the bad guys came with this golem-looking lime-green nice. goblin. Sounds like I'd be getting the bad guys. Uh, Tomgo. His name was Tomgo. Yeah, there you Tom go. Go. Tom go. Check that out, dude. There you go. No, I'm I'm sending a link right now. Here you go. Okay. I'm copying. This makes for great podcasting. I tell you, this is why we strive for the best. Good lord, I've never seen this before in my life. Oh, it even had a cartoon. You'd never seen black. It was uh, it was like uh, Buck Rogers, but uh, with a little Dungeons and Dragons mixed in instead of like super future stuff. 
I've never seen any of this, not even once in my life. Yeah, John Blackstar. Like, the opening of the t- cartoon was completely yeah. b- ripped off from Buck Rogers. Like, he was an astronaut, got thrown through space, landed at this place. It's very cool. I'll yeah. check that out. Like, that's a third-tier line. And then there's, like, Crystal Warriors. Ugh, don't even bother looking that up. Stuff's crazy. You know a lot of the, about the unique third tier stuff. <laughs> That's where I lived. Are you kidding me? All right, man. Tell me what you got for local hall because I have squat. Well, I almost had something for local hall, but it'll have to wait because we had a tornado warning and I did not go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Good job. But um, I did want to go. I put something under local hall that is a future want. And if you have you clicked that link yet? I have not. <laughs> because somebody and and people have done this with other stuff. There's a great uh, dragon, like a mounted dragon head, that like a full size, oh. like I you can get oh. this. Yeah, they are making a mounted terror dog head. It's molded from the original uh, 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 puppet off of Ghostbusters, <laughs> and you can have a glowing eyed terror dog. Mounted on your wall. $850. Yeah, it is. In any orders pa- placed after the first 30 days of availability, it's $999. <laughs> that's, um, that's why I only sent the link. Never mind. I was like, oh, now I'll have to ask Michelle if I can put this in the man cave. Oh, <laughs> Never mind. That well, ain't happening. Maybe when I'm rich enough to just build a man cave on a whim. Uh, I'll maybe. just go buy my own terror dog. <laughs> I'll go make my own terror dog for $900. That's right. Good night. That's unreal. That is awesome, though. So, moving on to Have You Seen It? Uh, I seen this strange movie last night. I Doctor Strange? Have you heard of the new Netflix original movie, The Ritual? I have not. Okay. It is one of those where, you know, you, you you know, you're on Netflix, oh, what's this? And now the Netflix movies have play trailer. If you were to watch that trailer, you would go, Oh, it's a uh new take on some Blair Witch stuff, you know. It is not. It is so not. It is I'm still trying to comprehend what I watched. Like, I get it. I understand it. It, it. It's very unique horror film. It It's one of those horror films that ends on a note where you're like, this got a little too real. You know, you, you got sucked down this rabbit hole of fun and fright and running around and being scared and then all of a sudden the movie takes a turn for a little more seriousness rather than the goofy campy endings that we're all used to so i don't think everybody's gonna like this movie but i i definitely recommend watching it because i want some other people to watch it so i can discuss it with them because it it definitely has one of the most unique, very unique bad guys I've ever seen in any horror movie. Hmm. So you like it? I I want to like it, but at the same time, I'm like, 
really? This? Like, this is... I, I don't know any of the actors in it. Uh, it it's only four guys. Uh, they About them going on a hiking trip into the Swedish woods. And... It, I don't know any of the actors. Michelle says, oh, check it out. That's Thomas from uh, Downton Abbey. But I don't watch Downton Abbey, and I don't know who Thomas is, so that makes no sense to me. Definitely a unique film. I I say check it out because it is so unique. Nice. Um, well, now, I didn't do Netflix. I did, uh, Hulu. Okay. I, well, okay, get that off the screen. Um, I was thumbing through Hulu while Mm -hmm. my wife was doing something else, and after watching Black Panther this week, got me kind of itching to watch Creed. Okay. I watched... Most of Creed. I haven't finished it yet, but I can tell you... Most of. Most of. Uh, I can tell you right now, love this movie. Uh, I... Man, I didn't think... And and I haven't... I haven't went back and watched the Rocky movies in a very long time. I've seen Rocky several, you know, three or four times. I've seen Rocky two, two or three times. Mm-hmm. I've seen three and four. I, I never watched Rocky Balboa, which I should. Oh, I, but but the reason I haven't is because of that that in the back of your head oh it's not the same it it's not going to have the same feeling it's you know that that uh, the, I could watch something else new and all that kind of thing well I, I wanted to see how Michael B Jordan was in this in this movie and my God <laughs> it is really good um, it's. And it's absolutely not a Rocky movie. It is, it is about Adonis Creed, uh, Michael B. Jordan's right. character. Mm-hmm. But from from the very start uh, to where I'm at right now, just engrossing. Uh, you understand the character. Uh, you understand the choices he makes, and, and uh, you see kind of what. Um, kind of what an athlete what drives an athlete what drives a person to do you know to to achieve the things that people you know being fictional characters but i mean people actually do this stuff people actually become world champions in boxing people become the best of whatever they are right and this movie channels a lot of that and 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 makes you understand some of what it takes to do that and I I absolutely love this movie that I'm, uh, you know, the part I'm up to. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I haven't finished it. It's hard to give half a review, but, you know, I, I don't see it turning out horribly and, right. and me hating this movie. But uh, the, what I've watched so far is totally worth it. Well, um, I mean, it, it's funny because that what we were discussing, you know, Michael B. Jordan's so good. I, I, I definitely think he's... He's definitely one of the best of this next generation of actors we have. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. Yeah, he's... I, uh, and you can tell, like, so I, I've, I've seen an interview or two with him, and he's so soft, soft-spoken, so well-spoken, and, you know, kind of a consummate professional. It, but in, this, in, in the movie, you know, 
he just change he changes. I mean, he is he isn't he is that character. I mean, it's really really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, let me not say something or let me say something about Sylvester Stallone. Uh, the touches they they put to his character in this movie are, are very well done. I mean, uh, he he uh, goes to write something out and doesn't know how to spell it. Uh, he he goes to see Adrian and and uh, uh, Mickey's uh, grave. You know, he goes back to the gym, and it's just you're back like I was like I was saying earlier you know it's it's hard to go back you know you're to watch Rocky and to go watch another film like this back to back I could really see being jarring but I don't think it is I mean Philadelphia in this movie feels and looks like Philadelphia from Rocky right I, it all really up even yeah it really it really caught me off guard that how well uh and this was Ryan Coogler as well right Mm-hmm. Um, and he really captured the spirit of uh, of Rocky in, in in this movie, and um, you know, I'm this may be one I have to own. That's awesome. I, I need to check it out. I haven't seen that one either. You know, uh, another thing we had discussed before the podcast was the first thing I had seen Michael B. Jordan in was my wife convinced me to watch the TV series Parenthood. Gotcha. And that is one of the first things I've seen him in. And let me tell you, even even back when I watched that, his character is incredible. Definitely one of my favorites in the whole show. Well, mine was Chronicle. Like, and I, he he, right? I totally forgot. I forgot he was Chronicle, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, like, and he was getting some buzz then. That was uh, Fruitville Station was just before that, correct? Or, or was Chronicle first? Oh, don't ask me on that. I do not know. 2013. Oh, Chronicle was first! Okay. Nice. Where's Parenthood? 2010. So, I think that was his first stuff. Uh... Yeah. Okay, so we yep. it's uh, Parenthood, then Chronicle, then Fruitvale Station. So. Nice. Yeah, and, and I remember him getting... Whenever we saw Chronicle... A lot of people were talking about Michael B. Jordan there. Yeah. I remember there being some buzz, and then it kind of went away. And then the next thing I remember uh, is Creed. Everybody just like, well, uh, I, I want to say, you know, probably Fantastic Four was in there as well. But well, he, had a, he had a couple other things before that that I, I remember him showing up on and being talked about. But... Um, yeah, I mean, and even don't get me wrong, that Fantastic Four movie is horrible, but Michael B. Jordan was okay in it, and it's very. But who wasn't was the Reed kid. That guy, that guy incensed me. He's really weird, Reed Richards. Yeah, um, and I know they were trying to do the the Ultimate Universe Reed, but I mean, no. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that casting, and uh, I didn't like. Uh, the thing, the thing was just horrible. Now wait a minute, you said you watched Friday Night Lights. Yeah, he was in Friday Night Lights before he was in Parenthood. Oh, nice. Okay, was he Booby Miles? Oh uh, well, maybe it was the same time. Uh, Vince Howard, because it okay. was 2011, and his Parenthood episodes were also 2011. So it yeah, was right around the same time. Okay, they were they were on uh... at the same time. 
I think he's the running back in uh, Friday Night Lights. Yeah, but he's... You know, I never thought about it, but he's he reminds me a lot of uh, Jamie Foxx. I guess I could see that. Like, uh, especially in... Gosh, in, in Creed, you know, some of the earlier performances of Jamie Foxx, Mm-hmm. You know how you got that? Oh, he's he's really good, and then he does stuff like Ray. You're like, oh, he's an actor. He's not just uh, the the uh, cross dressing girl on um, in Living Color. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, he's another one that's incredible. Yeah, but yeah, uh, uh, he was Victor Stone in Flashpoint Paradox. I just watched that the other day. That's such. That's a good one too. Logan wanted to watch it, yeah. So we we whipped that one out. Gosh, I love that movie. That Very is so good. good. I just uh, DC make more animated movies, please. I just don't understand how you can make an animated movie so well and just not translate it to the big screen. It's so. I just don't understand that. Yeah, Creed things, t- things things that make you go hmm. Oh, I forgot. Okay, two things. Okay, since we're on Michael B. Jordan, number one. There, he's going to be in Creed 2, which is in pre-production right now. Okay. I had forgotten, once again, that they're doing Fahrenheit 451. Guess who he's playing? Who's that? He's playing Guy. Oh, he, he's, he's the main character. He's Guy, yes. I'm in. I'm so in. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. I, I'm, I'm so excited now. Hell yes. Good night. But that uh, way cool. yeah, the life and times of Michael B. Jordan. I, I like this stuff. Let's go. All right, man. That's well, uh, that's... that's about it for this week, Sean. I mean, I know yeah. it's we're in we're in uh we're in uh, dire straits here, but um, well, I think next week we're going to have some uh, some excitement. Yeah, next week is going to be really good, and episode one hundred uh will be even better. So get ready, people. The next two weeks are going to be pretty fun. Uh, On social media, you can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter, Maynard98 on Instagram. You want to talk to both of us on Twitter, you can find us at NotSoSouthernGs. Find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search NotSoSouthernGentleman on Facebook. Um, Give my at Transformer card a a look. I've started the new Series 4 on there. Just give me an opinion or give me a like or something. Tell me you hate it. I don't care. Give us some communication. Send us an email or something. You got it. For Not So Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm not Sean. He's Ricky. See, I didn't know he was going to say that. Y'all have a good one. It'll be perfect. Perfect. It'll be perfect. It'll be an extravaganza. It'll be perfect sell. Perfect Perfect sell. sell. (laughs) I love love perfect sell. Um, you know, perfect sell wasn't my favorite. Mine was just before where he had the green face. Imperfect sell? Yeah, imperfect sell. sell. Semi perfect sell. Be awesome. And then we're uh, uh, freaking uh, Vegeta's son. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Trunks. Trunks goes back in time and kills Cell when he's still like a bug. Oh yeah, yep. I, I like Phase One Cell. He's cool too. But now I still to this day I'm telling you, <laughs> just like the X Men story, the original timeline is Future Trunks's timeline because the current timeline we're in is an alternate timeline. <laughs> you you just, uh, Trunks came just back have... and changed it and made an alternate timeline. Yes, I know Super has time stuff. I know. I've got it. You, you need You've to told watch Super. Me. I know. Ah, uh, shit. And, and, I'm, uh, something bad happened on Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> Of course bad. it did. Of course it did. Yeah, but this, I don't think it, none of this stuff that happens here can be corrected with the Dragon Balls, because this is done by the God of all gods. The God of all gods. This is done by Zemo. Yeah, but Zemo. he's he's the God of all gods. He can undo it, because he's no, the God this, of all gods. This is a tournament of the universes. Every universe that loses, if you die, you die forever. Yeah, no Dragon Ball whatever. Whatever. Well... We'll 17, find out. 17 is gone. He is no more. He will never be resurrected. 17? So, yeah. Which one is 17? One... Android 17? Was he the Was he the brother, or is he yeah, the, the big brother. one? Oh, he's the brother. Okay. Yeah, he's, he's a park ranger. Wait a minute. When did 17 become a good character? He's always been good. 17? Yeah, he became good the moment that Cell showed up. He started fighting with him. The brother of yeah. 16, that Krillin. Yeah, yes. Not not, not the big brute guy that turned against 16. him. 16's a good guy. 16's always been good. Remember, he's the one that gave Gohan the motivational words to defeat Cell. So all, you... the an all the androids turned out to be good. Even the older, be... even the brother. Yeah, he, he, he came back and he was a park ranger, man. He ranged the shit out of that park. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll believe you. I just thought, I, I know what I'm thinking. I'm thinking in future for Trunks timeline, where they were where 16 and 17 were both like killing everything. 17 and 18. There yeah, was 17 no and 18, 16 whatever. Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. Yeah, but 17's pretty dead and it was sad because 18 was like crying hardcore krillin's upset you know that was his brother-in-law so does krillin get to do anything cool and super uh he got his ass kicked damn it can't they let the humans do something tien uh master roshi's amazing tien made it uh pretty far and then everybody else uh got jacked up but roshi can hold his own man Roshi's badass. Is Yamcha up in there anywhere? No, no. He oh, went he's... back to baseball. Uh, okay. No. Yeah, I've I've almost picked up like they're on box set number three already, and I'm like, uh, I kind of want them on Blu-ray. That's why I haven't bought them. I'm like, they're too expensive, but I want them on Blu-ray if I if yeah. I'm gonna buy them. So. Oh yeah. I hope they hit a streaming service, but they're not going to. So. They're on Funimation streaming. Yeah, but I don't. I'm and they're paying. on Terrarium TV. I'm not paying for it, so. I don't. I don't pay for it on Terrarium TV. <laughs> yeah, Sean, I know. I know. Yep. All right, man. I'll holler at you later. All right, bye. All right, bye.